Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Thursday, July the 6th. And welcome to our commentary. It's great to be back on the saddle. Took a few days off for July 4th, a little family time. But we're back here, and I hope that all of you had a wonderful July 4th. You know, we remember July 4th for what it is, and that is Independence Day. And another reason to celebrate the greatness of the United States. By the way, if you check in the archives over at uh, Block Talk Radio, we did a, a special show on July the 4th. We recorded uh, a special show on July the 4th with our friend uh, Frank Burke. And we talked about the meaning of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, what it meant in 1776, and what it should mean today. So I thought it was a very interesting podcast. We've done this with Frank before, and you know he also shared with us some stories of heroes of past uh, Independence Day. So check it out. It's in the in the podcast over on on Blog Talk Radio. Well, I have a post over at the American Thinker today. I want to talk about what is happening with the Biden presidency, because every day that goes by, the country gets more and more divided. We are really a very divided country. There's no other way to put it. And President Biden is not helping in that respect. You know, he's not helping um, in the sense of bringing us together. Now, that was the whole point of his campaign. If you remember, he was going to unite the country. He was going to bring us together. He was going to be the man who sort of put us back into a normal situation because, of course, everything was so crazy under Trump, as they were saying. And Joe Biden was going to come in and he, people were going to work together and we were going to be listening to each other. We were not going to be shouting at each other and so on and, and so on. Well, it hasn't quite turned out that way. And the fault lies right in the Oval Office with the President of the United States, who, as I write in my in my post has turned out to be a divider, a 100% divider rather than uniter. He's not helping us come together. That's all I can tell you. You can see it across the board, whether it's uh, the lack of immigration policy, uh, the crazy attacks against energy producers. I mean, it's crazy. We've got all the energy in the world in the United States, and you know the energy companies are being attacked for, for having energy or for producing energy. I mean, it's crazy. And what you have is a group of left-wing agitators, frankly, who've taken over this White House, and they're driving the country in this direction. And uh, this is reflected, of course, in the ratings of the Biden administration. Now, that doesn't mean that he couldn't get reelected. I want to make sure that's clear to people. We can't just run uh, against them. We've got to have a, a proactive approach to governing, and we have to have People, we have to be talking about what we're going to do rather than just criticize what President Biden has done. But he's got a terrible record. And if we can focus on that record and present an alternative uh, to that record, I feel very optimistic about 2024. But President Biden, a divider, not a uniter. And that is, uh, that's very sad. That is very sad, but that's, uh, that's the way it, it, it is. I have no other way to to explain it. And really, I think for the better of the country, what we really need in 2024 is a candidate who can bring us together, 
who can bring both sides together at least to have a conversation about our problems. Right now, we're not even talking to each other. Right now, we're so divided that we're not even talking to each other. And the loser in that uh, hostility is the country. I mean, that's all I can I can tell you. Well, they found some cocaine, I guess, in the White House. I'm not, you know, I honestly, I don't know what happened. So I'm not going to speculate as to whose cocaine it is. I will say this. My experience is that the White House is about as protected a place as there is in the world for good reason. I mean, it is the house of the president. Not only does he work there, but he lives there. And, you know, lots of people are coming in and out of that White House, people who obviously get close to the president. So security is foremost in the White House. How a a little bag of cocaine got in and how is it that we still don't know how it got in or who dropped it there with all the cameras that they have there? I don't know. I'm, I'm very confused. I'm very confused about this story. Now, I know a lot of people out there are already blaming this on a particular person. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I understand Hunter Biden's uh, history, but I'm not going to go there because I really don't know. And I think it would be unfair to accuse someone of this. But, you know, if somebody can go into the White House and drop a bag of cocaine and nothing happens or we don't know who it was, that's pretty scary when you consider that uh, if you can get a powder of cocaine in the White House, what else can you get in? So, you know, I think at the moment we're just going to let the the Secret Service do their job. Obviously, they do it well, and we want to wait for an explanation. But this cannot go unanswered. I mean, this cannot be like that draft from the Supreme Court that was leaked a year ago, and we still don't know who did it. I mean, that's crazy uh, with the Supreme Court. And here I think we got to get to the bottom of it anyway to at least persuade the American people that security in the White House is as good as it gets. We're supposed to have a secured White House. I mean, that's just a reality, and that's an expectation that people have. And if we cannot explain how a bag of cocaine went into a room in the White House, I think the White House has a, uh, they, uh, has a real problem, has a real uh, problem. Let me say uh, hello to my friend Eric uh, checking in. Good to see you. Good to see you, Eric. So I think the White House has a real problem if uh, we cannot come to terms with the fact that a bag of cocaine went into the White House. Again, I don't know who did it. I'm not blaming anybody. I, I know there's a lot of speculation, but I want to stay away from that. But I do think the American people expect the White House to be a safe and secured place. And when somebody can drop off a bag of cocaine, obviously there's a problem. And let's get more. We need to get more information and all of this. Just a quick uh, bit of news that I saw today. The state of Ohio has apparently passed or is very close to passing a school choice program. And this is something that you're seeing in the in the in the country right now the more republican states and texas will soon be i hope joining that parade uh the more republican states the more red states are moving in the direction of school choice and i think it's a reaction to the parents in other words i don't think it's a rejection of public education as a as an institution i think it's it's a it's a rejection of what's happening in many of these public schools where parents are simply saying no I don't want my kid in that school anymore. I want to be able to to use my own money to choose where I send him to school. Another thing, too, to remember 
is that, frankly, a lot of these public schools, and, and this is really sad to say so, but a lot of these public schools, frankly, are not producing results. I mean, when you look at the number of districts graduating kids who cannot do math or read or write or whatever at the level that they're graduating, I mean, that is an indictment on public education, on the leadership of these districts. And if they cannot teach kids how to read and write, well, I think the American parent, American parents deserve a, at least the opportunity to try to do it their own way. Now, a lot of parents are choosing homeschooling, something like 11% of our kids right now are, are in homeschooling. You know, when I saw that figure, I thought it was pretty high and I had to double check it, but it is correct. You know, 11% of the kids in the country right now are going to homeschooling. That is a lot of people, and that is uh, a lot of rejections of the current public school system. Again, I'm not against public schools. I, I think public schools are a wonderful idea, but when they're not teaching, when they're not coming up with results, and when they're graduating kids who cannot read and write at whatever level they're graduating or do mathematics, that is not only putting those kids at jeopardy, we're really condemning those kids to uh, a meaningless life. But more than that, we're condemning the country because we need those kids. We need those kids to be successful in business and economics and whatever they choose to do so that we can compete with other countries where, in fact, the public schools are working out pretty well, or the schools. So school choice, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And uh, let's keep doing. Let's keep going. Well, I want to take a minute today and say happy birthday to former President uh, George W. Bush, who lives here in the Dallas area. And, you know, if you go to Rangers baseball games, you can see the president and, and the first lady many times at the, at the baseball game. He's been very active uh, for the last three or four years with his library, uh, the so-called Freedom Center at the SMU uh, University here in Dallas. And he's been very active there. You see a lot of him if you go there. That, By the way, that's a great place to visit, the Freedom Center. Um, you know, his library is a little bit like the Harry Truman Library uh, up in, in Missouri. It's uh, It's a library that focuses a great deal on history as well as as the whole idea of freedom. And I know that they've had a lot of women from Afghanistan who've been invited there to speak, and Mrs. Bush has taken an active role, as she did as First Lady, uh, supporting uh, the women in the Middle East uh, who need help with uh, basic freedoms. But we remember today President George W. Bush. I will say it again every single time I talk about this. We were very fortunate on 9-11 that George W. Bush was in the White House. Because the way he reacted to that attack and the way he reacted to terrorism, the things that he did that were continued later by other presidents were very historic and very important in, uh, in winning that battle against uh, terrorism. I mean, other presidents deserve credit, too, of course. But uh, President George W. Bush, he was the one who had to handle this and get a lot of these things on the road uh, back then when we were completely unprepared for that attack of 9-11 and really didn't have the tools that we had to put in place to prevent uh, future attacks. You know, the country was never attacked when he was president, and again, and I think that's a great testimony to the great work that he did and his commitment to protecting the American people. So happy birthday, happy number 77 to President uh, George W. Bush, who, as I said before, lives here in the Dallas area. 
Have a great day, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. It's great to be back, and I look forward to a lot more videos. Bye-bye, everybody.